Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Uh, sometime in the new year, we have what's called a Blue Monday, which is the most depressing day of the year, it is said. But this should really be called Blue Thursday. Ooh, uh, I know many of you. I know you love this time of year. You love to get on your warm sweaters and go for a walk. In the... It sucks because <laughs> we know what's coming. I uh, went for one last late night dip and then turned the heat off. Oh, really? Said goodbye to the pool for another year. Well, it was still quite warm last night outside. It was lovely. Yeah, there's some humidity. It was was still, it it was nice and kind of balmy last night. Yeah. Tonight will not be the same. No, sir. No, it is uh, officially the uh, first day of fall. It actually doesn't arrive here until 9.04 p.m. Eastern time. But it's also known not as the first day of fall, but also the autumn equinox. Yes. Almost always happens on the 22nd or 23rd. No, sometimes it happens on the 21st or 24th because of leap years, but not that often. The last time was in 1931. Won't happen again until 2092. So I have a feeling I'll miss that one. Right. I won't be here for that one. (laughs) (laughs) You know you're getting older. I don't know if you've ever done this, but... You know you're getting older when you'll hear a date like that and you start to do the math? Right. Yeah, no, I'm going to miss that one. Wow. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever done that. Oh, yeah. I'm at that stage. (laughs) I mean, what is it, 2092? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not here either. No, but wow. Your kids probably won't be here. Uh... Well, no, it's what, 70 years from now? Is it? There's a chance. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's a chance. Oh, yeah, there's a very good chance. Yeah. Equinox means equal night, but we don't really get exactly 12 hours of daytime today. More like 12, uh, 12 hours and 10 minutes. My kids probably won't be here. Right, yeah. yeah. yeah they'll, they'll miss that as well. Crazy. Yeah. Nice way to start the day. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> really sad. That's depressing. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I live my life now. Um, exactly how tight a budget a timeline are you on? Well, let me think. If I'm 56, 66, 76, I always say I give myself to 85, but let's go 30 years. Let's give me 86. Okay. That Then that's 22, 32, 42. I'm out by 52. All right. So anything past 2052, don't put it in your calendar. <laughs> That's really sad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry I bummed you out. <laughs> well, I, would, yeah, I guess it's not that bad. 2052 seems better now. You know, I've, I've heard, you know, you have contract signings happening that are like eight years out. And I'm like, oh, man, is it, how tight are you thinking? <laughs> well, the other Should thing, I start looking for a new partner? What's going on here? The other thing you have to think about, too. Well, if I'm still standing here in 30 years, can you imagine the curmudgeon I'll be on the air? And, you know, I guess the positive way you can look at it is you can go, okay, 30 years have passed, and look at all the life I've lived in 30 right. years. Yes. The problem is this next 30 is not going to be nearly as active as the past 30 were. So, and there's going to be some problems along the way. Anyhow, we'll see. Hopefully we can get there. So if I'm out of 2052, you're probably out of 2042. Um <laughs> Uh, So this, back to uh, the equinox. Okay. Equinox means equal night. Right. We don't really get exactly 12 hours of daytime today. We'll get 12 hours and 10 minutes. Okay. The word fall comes from an old saying, the fall of leaves. Yes. A poet in England used it in the 1600s. Makes sense. He's probably still around. And 
and it caught on for just a minute. Now we just shortened it to fall. The fall colors are about to hit hard, should start to peak in early to mid-October. And how many leaves fall every year? Well, it's impossible to know, but someone ballparked it anyway. And it's figured to be around 400 quadrillion leaves fall. Most of them on your lawn. <laughs> or in my pool. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, with Trump and all the trouble he's in right now, with that orange face of his, he could hide amongst all those leaves. <laughs> what kind of gig would you like? And what would it take for you to pack up and move to another country, leave everybody you know and everything behind? We asked that question about 10 minutes ago, and a couple of people chimed in. Uh, Lance says, uh, if you could get a job as a beer tester in, like, Germany. Okay. Take that gig. I said, right. I'd fight him for that gig. Uh, Chris would uh, like to go off and uh, work in the U.K. Uh, for McLaren, work Formula One. Ah, Yes. Yeah, I watched that Driven show. It's pretty good on Netflix. Yeah. yeah. Have, you ever watched, have you ever sat down and watched that? No, no, I, I'm not that. I, I have such zero interest in ca watching cars go around in circles. Yeah, I, I, I just could care less. I, you know what? I'm, I was never really a fan of Formula One. As I said, I can watch any sport, and I have watched. Um, but I, I find it very interesting. The what's that play in behind the scenes? Mm. And the, you know, the money that's spent. Oh, that is yeah. unbelievable! It's crazy. Yeah, and just the scenes itself, like they take you through the the landscapes of those places. Mm -hmm. it's, it's amazing. I always dreamed of being an international playboy. Right. Just never had the bod or the look for it, <laughs> or the money. <laughs> the money, <laughs> charisma. Yeah, no. Right. I got nothing going on. I well, I always thought I'd live like in the Sahara Madre Mountains or All something, right. and I'd be an international playboy. All right. Well, so let's uh, let's ask you then. Is there a, is there a place mm. that uh, you know if an offer came up? That you would have to uh, at least apply, put your name in for. Oh yeah, there's probably a few uh, any anywhere in Europe, anywhere. Right. I, I'd go live in in Italy. I'd love to go live in France. Um, I actually did apply to some uh, when I was in between gigs. I looked up a list of English speaking radio stations in Italy um, and applied. The problem in in Europe with radio is a lot of times they don't they don't do it like we do it here where you're an employee of a company that owns a radio station these companies own these radio stations and they sell the time so if i want to go to a radio show i could i buy like two hours oh, off okay, of gotcha. and then i go sell my own advertising right yeah that's kind of how they do it over there but yeah no in a heart i i don't know it wouldn't even have to be in radio i think if i could uh, find something that suited me um you know, working in a vineyard or something. I don't know. But, yeah, to go and live in Europe anywhere, mm. I think, would be uh, amazing. It, it, it doesn't even have to be uh, forever. But I certainly would love to try it. You? Uh, yeah. I mean, I've got, obviously, in dreams or visions of uh, of either being on a golf course somewhere mm -hmm. or, or a combination of both. Even, like, you know, some of the mountains in B.C. where you can... You know, golf in the summer and and ski in the winter and right. you get kind of a mixture of both. You know, Switzerland to have that sort of appeal or uh, you know. But that being said, I know me and I know how how lazy I actually am. Whitby is too far for you. <laughs> not, not that. It's not you know. Uh, even if I did pick up and move there, right. I you know I'd be like, man, a new season just dropped on Netflix and. <laughs> That you, mountain might be calling, but it's a long way up the gondola. You, I think the only way you would actually make a big move like that, pull up stakes and go, is if the company actually just hired you, offered you the job, 
packed your bags for you, Harry drove you to the airport, put you on the plane, and flew you there. You don't know how big a deal I am. That should be happening. Yeah, the idea of you actually going through the effort of applying for a job right. seems to be way too much effort. I have, but I've applied for other things, you know, in the past and things that were out there as well. But it's... You know, at this point in this stage with, you know, the kids and, and family, I think it'd probably take a lot. But really, eh? you know, a, the kids it, are one thing. There should so, be an offer I can't refuse. Yeah. And kids are so adaptable. I think that we, we, we say those things to ourselves to kind of cover our own fears of the unknown. At times, yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, parents are parents. They've lived their life. So you've got to live yours. Right. right. It's really kind of unfair for you to like anybody to stick around because now if mom and dad are, are frail and on the verge of dying okay that's one thing but if your parents are living their life and spending their summers or winters in florida and whatever then why wouldn't you go off and you know oh, yeah. you've only got one life to live you right can't just devote it to your parents again you know but i think more than saying the kids just means i've got a family involved mm -hmm. right so there there's more than one person being affected by this decision sure but i think it also too is if you sat down as a family and, and you you found out that you could be the head pro at a golf course in ireland and you would say they're paying the whole freight they're going to put us up how could anybody in your clan say no to that? <laughs> That's right. Like, I mean, my God, how could anybody? Because if you said no to that, you're just basically going, all right, I guess I'm mailing in my life. This right. is it. I'm yeah. doing this till I'm done. And there's a good chance later on you're going to look back and go, hmm. Yeah. What did I think? Why did you hold me back yeah. from this? There's now, a resentment there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you would be taking a trip to divorce court. <laughs> Anyhow, we bring this all up because there's a yogurt company in Iceland. They'll want you to move there. You only have to work four days a week. They'll pay you 50 grand, and all you do is their social media. You, you talk about your experiences in Iceland. You try the food. You immerse yourself in the culture. All you need is a valid passport, some strong writing skills, a passion for photography, an adaptable nature. Iceland would be a tough sell. Right. Right. Well, yeah, there's not a lot going on there. I mean, you did the same thing where you kind of moved away and took the family with you. There had to be some... Some hesitation in the sense that you're pulling all them all along for you, right? Yeah. Well, yes, there was concern that they wouldn't like it or they wouldn't be happy there. There's always that concern. But what I found now in life is that almost all of your concerns, your worries about what could go wrong, almost never do. Things normally work out if you kind of follow. Sure, some stuff can happen. Things can go wrong. But we spend so much time panicking about well what if i get there and i don't like the job or what if we can't find a house or what if the kids hate it or what if my wife can't find a job that stuff all inevitably works itself out you just got to jump in sometimes right you know the risk is it's the reward is is worth the risk is that the right way something like that so yeah anyhow i just know and i and i've always feared in life that i don't want to end up with a lot of regret i i really don't want to look back at my life and go man i so many opportunities and i just Pass the ball out of my own fears, right? You know, I saw that with. I, I mean, I've, I've, I think I've shared this story with you in the past. My father is a very uh, uh, cautious uh, man. Really, has always believed something's going to go wrong. Well, revenge, things usually go wrong. <laughs> but I remember even like when we when we told him that we were going to keep that first little house and rent it out. 
Man, the long conversations I had with him about all the things that could go wrong. Well, what if they don't pay the rent? What if they ruin the place? What if you can't cover it for a month? Right. I said, well, I don't know, Dad. I really don't know. Yes, all those things can happen, but maybe it can all turn out great, too. Mm. You know, and it, and it has, except I owe a lot more on that house than I did. That <laughs> maybe he was right. I'm a bit upside down on that place. On Reddit, people were asked to name annoying things people base their whole personality around. And top of the list, and a lot of dudes are guilty of this, sports fan. Okay. You know, if you're a, a fan of one particular team or a sport in general, you maybe you're wearing their jerseys all the time. Right. Or if you're, like, huge into golf, you're always wearing kind of golf attire, or that's all you talk about, this type of thing. Gotcha. Your whole world kind of revolves around that thing. Yes. Can see it. Mm-hmm. Look in the mirror off and lucky. What? <laughs> what are you looking at me for? You'd be uh, considered a guy who doesn't revolve his entire life around sports, but it's very, very huge in your world. Uh, yeah, I'm sure if you talk to Adrian, she'll say that you know she's quite fed up of the sports <laughs> on television. Because, and I'll say that I can watch any sport. Yeah. Uh, like I will literally you watch sports. Any sport. Yeah. Um, and and certainly I will watch. The uh, world championship final or the Olympic event of any wow. sport, and then find it enjoying, and, and just I I I, I find it interesting, mm. intense, and because I think people who have like trained their whole lives for this, and some of it to the point of ridiculousness, like mm. the cornhole championships, right? That's a thing. There's a professional, oh, right? There's, there's a, a league, professional yeah. cornhole tour now. Yeah, right. And they, and I like these guys. They have weighted bags to to curl it in certain directions. They can flip it over top of other people's beat. Like it's beanbag toss. Is yeah, that's what it is. And it, it's it's crazy. I find it hard to watch the professional eating because that's not a sport. And like no, but it, but it, well, I mean these guys train for this. I just find it crazy. Mm. Um, Cornhole and weighted bags sounds like a medical issue to me. Yes, very much so. I always knew the term cornhole to mean something dirty. <laughs> that cornhole. Uh, your job, if your whole personality re revolves around your gig, and this is probably very true of somebody in a, in a you know, like a, like a lawyer or a doctor or something, you know, where you have the title. Like right. you are doctor. That's, you know, that goes with the name. Your dad was always Dr. Luck. Right. Like would he introduce himself as Mr. Luck or would he introduce himself as Dr. Luck? Uh... I don't know. I don't think he really ever introduced himself. <laughs> he never spoke to anybody. <laughs> Maybe that's where I get it from. <laughs> I don't know. We never lost the house. This is very true, uh, certainly today. Politics. We right. wrap ourselves around that. You know, you're either left or right. You're conservative or liberal. Um, well, we always, uh, as humans, we find the need to label things mm -hmm. all the time, right? Or at least differentiate or from ourselves or feel connected to. Mm -hmm. And so we tend to put uh, labels. And now in politics, even more extreme labels uh, on people. Yep. You know, no one can just allow to be a centrist anymore. Are you left or are you right? What are you? Mm -hmm. Now, where you live, being proud is one thing. But uh, some people, they say, take it too far. Right. Oh, I know. I fly the flag of Oshawa every day. <laughs> well, I guess you could say Canadians do it. Like they put in patches whenever they travel. Yep. They want to be identified as Canadians, as you know, or more so, just not identified as American. Right. Yes. Uh, the generation you're from. This is very much a today thing as well. The boomers, the millennials. Okay, boomer. Right. All yeah. of that stuff. 
And, and the whole ageism thing, too, because uh, millennials and uh, what's below that, Gen Z? Is yeah. that the, you know, they really look with a lot of times with disdain at boomers. And I get it because boomers have mocked millennials for so long, too. But it is a, it's, it's a bit of a shame uh, that it happens because, really, one generation should always look to the other generation both ways to see what, what's coming along and be open to that newness and also to have some respect for people who have come and been through stuff. Yeah, but I guess, it's, again, it's, it's, it's crazy with the labels. Right, like we we need to put that on things, and there are people who get offended if you you know. Right. You know, you, you figure you know a lot of the older generations say ah everyone young is a millennial. Mm. Well, I can't, I guess not Mm-mm. because if you call them that, they'll they'll certainly defend themselves. And and you know the higher end of millennials aren't that young anymore. No. Um. Shows and movies, like if you're a sci-fi fan, a Star Trek, a Trekkie. Okay, or a Trekkie, a, Star know, Wars, yeah. Harry Potter fans, sometimes they'll refer to themselves as Hufflepuff, which means they're empathetic. Oh. And annoying. Right. <laughs> uh, recent one again, Crypto, if that's kind of your world. Yeah, hopefully not. No. Exercise, yeah, somebody who just, their whole life is like CrossFit and they're always wearing workout gear. and Right. In your car, like I'm a Tesla guy, I'm a beaner. Oh, gotcha. I'm a small penis guy. (laughs) (laughs) Angelina Jolie, Reese Witherspoon, and even Sarah Michelle Gellar all auditioned for the lead part in Clueless. Oh. Or went to Elisa Silverstone. Yeah. Alicia, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Almost one out of three Bob Dylan songs make a reference to the weather. No other artist comes even close. Okay. Yeah, a lot of wind. Mm Mm-hmm. More than half of the London Underground stations are actually above ground. <laughs> there you go. Okay. The there, tube. Yeah. There have been 44 live-action Hollywood movies adapted from video games. 44. Starting with Super Mario Brothers in 1993, it took 34 movies in 25 years for one to do better than 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. Tomb Raider in 2018 had 52%. Oh, all right, yeah. Yeah, they mostly stink. There have been 10 movies since, and six are better than 50%. So these are movies that came after the video game? Yeah. Because a lot of times the video game comes after the movie, right? Yeah. Hmm. I'm going to assume, yeah, Super Mario Brothers in 93, and the game had been out long before that. Yes, for sure. Uh, 97% of clothes and 98% of shoes sold in Canada are imported. Right. Yeah. 97%. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you look at a label anywhere. Yeah. It's not usually made in Canada. No, you don't see uh, Winnipeg on there too often. Is Canada goose? Probably not. Right. The fastest animal in the world is the peregrine falcon. Yes. Flies at 389 kilometers an hour. It's quite fast. That's Holy very fast. Cow. 400 kilometers? Imagine hitting, having to hit the bricks. <laughs> Hit the brakes. <laughs> That's the fastest flying animal. The right cheetah. into my window all yeah. the time. Oh, yeah. The cheetah is the fastest land animal. It goes about 120K. Wow. Yeah. It can, it can haul. Yuma, Arizona is known as the sunniest city on Earth. It gets more than 4,000 sunlight hours per year, the most of any city in the world. Yeah, but we'd find a reason to complain. <laughs> like the, the amount of sunscreen we'd go through. Yeah. Well, listen, as we head into what we're heading into, I'll take Yuma any day. <laughs> Good morning, Yuma. <laughs> the jock strap was invented in 1874. 
to help bicycle jockeys as they made deliveries on cobblestone streets in Boston. Uh, oh, man. That would have hurt. <laughs> and I'm sure that bike seat mm. was not gel. No. <laughs> no. Not comfortable at all. <laughs> that was a t- that's a tough gig. There's still one of those great, and I think it's like Air Force that did the uh, take on the Canadian heritage moment. Right. And they always talk about Jacques Plante and how he was the first goalie to wear a face mask. And they, they did one called Jacques Strap. Oh, okay. Who's <laughs> the first goalie to wear the cup? <laughs> In the book, Stuart Little, Stuart isn't a mouse. Oh. He's a tiny boy who looks like a mouse. Oh. Hmm. On the Titanic, 75% of the women survived. 50% of children survived, and only 20% of men survived. Yeah, that was women and children first. Yeah. That scene, when she crawls into the bed with the kids, says their <laughs> yes, prayers yeah, and knows yeah, them. Yeah, I don't even, that's still. That's a, that's a haunting one. Yeah, let's just go sing a lullaby. Oy, oy. Sorry if we ruined it for anybody. <laughs> You're still getting around to that one on your list. <laughs> Kelly just sent us his lucky. Have you ever seen this on a cruise ship? Have you ever seen... Uh, an upside-down pineapple on the door of any of the rooms on a cruise ship. I don't believe so. Well, look for them next time you go on a cruise. That's a sign to swingers that wow. there's swinging going on in that cabin. Upside-down pineapple. That seems yeah. so random. Well, look what happened in Brooklyn. <laughs> you know, wine glass at the end of the table. Right. Or half a hanging mailbox or star over the door or garage halfway up. Whatever the hell they said was a sign so of swingers. Are, are they bringing stickers, magnets? They're well, bringing stuff with them? I don't know. Do you remember seeing pineapples stuck on doors? Like, not real pineapples, but like a picture of a pineapple or some yeah. kind of pineapple. No, I, I don't remember anything like that. Oh, you were on the wrong ship, I guess. <laughs> so, yeah, supposedly uh, upside down is a, is a message to other swingers on ships. And I guess this is a thing. Swingers like to meet on uh, cruise ships. So why right. not? Basically, it's a symbol of come on in and bring a friend. Wow. Yeah. Now, people in the industry say pineapples are a symbol of hospitality, not of swinging. Oh. But I guess if it's upside down, down. it's a lot of hospitality. Right. And there's one woman out of uh, Australia who is mortified after she had an upside down pineapple inked on her arm. She got a tattoo of an upside down (laughs) pineapple. So now everywhere she goes, people think she's a swinger. (laughs) That's great. So just be aware of that next time you uh, you take a cruise. Interesting. Yeah. And if I ever did take a cruise, I, I just know, just like in Brooklyn, I'd be looking for all the signs. <laughs> Where are the swingers at? <laughs> I thought it was any port in a storm, you know? Rock Mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.